And welcome, everybody, to the Between Two Wheels podcast. Look, we have more world tour racing going on in France. Crash Fest at the Etoile de Bessages. I don't know, I don't speak French. Uh, the UCI, they plan to ban the Super Tuck, putting their efforts exactly where we need it. Sock lengths, Super Tucks. Let's talk about crashes. The Aussies, they get a national champ or two. Some things that make you go, hmm, the ride of the week. And people, we are one YouTube subscriber away from 300. It could be you. Let's talk about the YouTube thing. So look, like I told you, we have 300, we have 299 subscribers on YouTube. Just go over there. If you're hitting this, just subscribe to our Between Two Wheels podcast. It helps us make a little comment on that. That all helps that algorithm stuff. <clears throat> Next thing you know, you're going to be down a rabbit hole of all kinds of cycling, weird stuff on YouTube that it has to handle. Join us. That's where we're doing uh, a lot of our stuff. We also put this out on Facebook. Um, sometimes we're, when we live stream it, we go out on Twitter. To, look, today, February 7th, 2021, Between Two Wheels podcast, episode 222. I am Tyler Yonke, your host, and we are Super Bowl Sunday, sports ball day. We'll get into that. I've asked, I've requested one of our longtime, one of our first co-hosts here, Kurt Mills, who seemed to have dropped off the face of the earth, especially with this show, uh, to call in today, um, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing a feel, and he hasn't responded. He sent me a, a tweet, uh, I'm sorry, uh, yeah, uh, something about uh, the Super Bowl, Gronkowski, and cycling, and I thought we'd mix all those in. Maybe he can read it to us. Likely? I don't know. Um, okay, so let's, why don't we go straight to France and talk about a little bit of the, uh, the the racing that's happened over there. So this has been on Flow Bikes, and I'm a little disappointed with them because they're just throwing out the French feed, which is fine, but um, they're not doing any commentary themselves. You can get someone like me, some Joe Schmo, that would be willing to do it, and probably better than just, because I don't understand French, so it's just a lot of that, and it's kind of somewhat boring. So all you're really able to do is see the results from that, <clears throat> and look, uh, um, so anyway, Flow Bikes is doing this. It's a five-day stage race, 2.1 UCI, Everyone's excited about it. Why? Because racing is not happening anywhere else. So why not? Uh, stage one, uh, we had Christophe Laporte from Cofidis. They won the race over the former teammate, uh, Nasser Bahani of Arkea Samsic, Mads Pedersen, Giancarlo Como-Nizolo, Mikwakowski, Kalkard was in there. I think it was a little bit of a break. Von Poppel down in 10th there. Um, so the results of the day end up being um, the same as the GC on that stage. And so Laporte's in the, in the yellow. And you, you see him holding on to yellow for a few days here. The next day, next day, uh, very different outcome. You had, this was the wreck stage. And um, there was coming into like the last 8K or so, there was a big wreck, 15K maybe around there. And then you had in the last one kilometer, a big roundabout and there was a wreck there as well. We end up seeing um, Awanti uh, go, I think it was, uh, well, it was the writer is Timothy DuPont. No, it was a bingo WB team over Pierre Barbier of the Delco and then uh, Nazolo of Quebec. Anyways, Nasser Bihani. So you had a little bit of a diminished uh, field going on there <clears throat> because they had this wreck. They had this roundabout. They come in there. It's like in the last one kilometer and they have, they split it on both sides. And it was amazing to see for a few reasons. One is, if you really focus in, well, let's go back to the wreck before that, because that was guys pushing and shoving, trying to get in good position there. And you had riders leaning on each other. Next thing you know, <clears throat> that lean 
reacts causes you know causes a, a chain reaction you have a guy going down on the right hand side you had a an enios guy clipping another guy looks like maybe his teammate and he does an endo Ooh, looked pretty bad but anyway you come into the the end you have this roundabout within the last one kilometer for the sprint finish and you know the teams are split in both sides uh, what's interesting about the wreck is a guy just about third place from the front on the left hand side of this just slides out and goes down so there's somewhat of a reaction and guys trying to miss him and you had mads Pedersen. so as this thing comes to the the roundabout is coming to the pinch point to start to collect you know the two groups from the right and the left Mads Pedersen somehow gets jettisoned from the left-hand side of this wreck straight over almost like 50-degree angle to the oncoming right-hand side, and he blows right through them. Um, he doesn't get hit. He doesn't go down, but I think someone clipped him. There was a wreck in there, and, and it was it was it looked ugly. And so you know we'll talk about this with the UCI and all their issues of, of what they have. Uh, but a <laughs> roundabout in the sprint finish is is fine. Super tuck bad. Um, Kind of blowing all the, uh, the, the giving you the the sneak peek of what we're going to discuss here later. Anyway, so that you had no change in the overall going into that one. Uh, stage three was Tim Wellens gets off the front, and and that one was interesting for the fact that they go over this little pitchy climb. Uh, he's in a brake group, and he as he's going down, he just looks like he's not using his brakes, and by not using his brakes, he ends up getting away and then solos. He can time trial pretty well, as we'll see the, the stage today. Um, he does for fairly well. The, the race ends in a, in a time trial, uh, 16 minutes or so for the winner. Uh, 15 minutes, I think, actually, right around the flat time of 15 minutes was for the winner there. Anyway, Tim Wellens, uh, the chase group. We have uh, Edward Toynes missing out, uh, Truck Sigafredo, Mads Schmidt of Israel Startup Nation, Greg Van Avermet of the AG2R Citroen team, Philip Jaber back with the Lotto Sudal, Cyril Barth, Niels Pollitt, Jake Stewart, Michael Gogol, and Kwiatkowski in 10th place. Kwiatkowski is moving himself up. Wellens goes into the lead with Toons, Schmidt, Kwiatkowski, Gilbert, Stewart, Van Avermaet, Goggle, Barth, and Aldani as your top 10 there. <clears throat> Not going to read all of them next, but um, you had stage four yesterday. It was a little bit of a great break off the front. A few K in, and you had two total direct, is it total direct energy or is it the Thirsty Bear team? Anyway, total direct, it was hard to tell with the kits. Uh, so you had Total Direct Energy, uh, 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 you had uh, Ghana, Filippo Ghana of the Ineos team, you had a rider there for EF Education, Nipo team, and Ghana takes a turn to the front, and when he takes his pole on the front, he just keeps pedaling really hard, and you had the, the Thirsty Bear, Direct Energy rider, I'm sorry, I'm still confused as to which team that is. Uh, basically in a full sprint trying to catch him now ghana doesn't attack he just pedals really hard as he's want to do and it's flat and they can't pull him back and the whole field ends up catching that group of like six or so before the finish there's a little windy pitch there but ghana just puts on the turbo and as we'll see today in the time trial spoiler uh the whole field can't really it he reminds me of chloe digart on this case back in the uh, colorado cycling classic when the when they used to put that on for women in colorado she just rode away so ghana ends up winning it um wellens uh retains the overall gc lead is like 30 some seconds back so we go into today there's a time trial you know what? i'm loving these kind of time trials where the first two-thirds of it are flat and you let the tt guys go out and then they has a pitch. It's reminiscent of the Planche de Belfi time trial from last year. I think we had a stage uh, time trial similar to that. 
in the um, in the Vuelta. So I'm loving these where they're just a little shorter, but they give a kick. So the, the power riders are, are there. Look, and Ghana just goes out and destroys everybody. People are coming in minutes behind him. I think his, his gap over the second place person was 30 some seconds. Uh, Wellens ends up third place on the stage. He ends up getting the overall fairly convincing and easily um, over uh, the, the rest of the field. And Ghana though, puts in another, you know, the, the current world time trial champion puts in a, an extraordinary effort uh, reminiscent of what he was doing there in the Vuelta, I'm sorry, the Giro there last year, winning three stages, I believe, some climbing stages, some time trials, the whole uh, kit and caboodle. He also had a great showing last year, if you remember, from the Tour San Juan down there in, is it Argentina or Chile, one of those two? And so pretty stellar from him, but I'm like I said, I'm loving how these time trials are kind of given a pitch finish there. You get a little climb, saw guys come over the Van Avermaet, would look like he was just, couldn't breathe. Ghana looked pretty solid. Uh, you had Kwiatkowski looking okay. Tim Wellens put in a good effort as well. So anyway, loving those kind of time trials. So we have Tim Wellens ends up winning the, the stage race, the five-day stage race. No real big climbing, as you can tell, because Tim Wellens, while he can go uphill, okay. Um, and by the way, we're seeing that with Ghana. I'm very, very interested to see what Ghana can do. Like I said, he was able to hold on to some climbing last year. Uh, and he can do that. He did that in the Giro, did that in Tour San Juan, and the dude can lay it down in the time trials. I don't think he'll ever be a Tom Dumoulin where he can end up climbing with the best of them, but it'll be interesting to see kind of where he goes. I mean, the dude is just way too big. Uh, but we're also reminiscent today of, you know, a reason why I'm going to be able, uh, missing uh, Tom Dumoulin. He's the only kind of person that might be able to put in at this stage, you know, Tony Rominger, some of these other guys that are getting a little older, long in the tooth for time trialing. They're kind of eh, waning here. Tom Dumoulin, he was always one, you know, former world champ that can uh, put it down. So missing him for that respect. I did see that, uh, you know, Tom Dumoulin, in case you didn't have been in a bubble here for a while, he has decided to take a break from cycling. We didn't know if it was going to be a permanent break or whatnot. And, you know, some teammates coming out, uh, I just saw George Bennett, his teammate saying, hey, you know, all the best is this really good thing. Is it, George? Is that is there a little bit of you being able to push? I'm, I'm totally kidding. But, it, you know, I'm, like he's supporting him. But it also does highlight the fact that there's people waiting and that are more than willing to fill the role. George Bennett has been one. Um, maybe he'll get a little bit more prominent role and see what he can do in the big races. We, we shall see. Super tech. Okay. I don't know what to say about this. It's just in all the, 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 and I've avoided listening to other podcasts. I've really avoided reading actually somewhat about it because uh, I don't really want to, I kind of want my own take. I will pull up a news story and give a little look at it just to kind of walk through for our purposes here and see if there's any reasoning that we can be had for why the UCI is even doing this. And, you know, it seems like the biggest reason they're giving is setting an example for the young ones really okay and, and i think that might be the dumbest um, approach going on here so oddly though if you if you want to hear my little story um this this last week i decided that i was going to take a shot at learning the super tech and then as we have it's becoming illegal uci aims to stamp out super tech descending as part of broad safety majors now look i will say my primary reason for finally doing it is um, it's a weight issue. And <laughs> what I mean by that is I'm not like that 145 that I used to be when I was really racing back in the 90s. I'm a little heavier now. And uh, I seem to have 
can got a bit of a neck fat going on. Okay. So when I get down on the top tube and I'm on the handlebars, I'm really scrunched in for my thing and I'm trying to look up, uh, and we do some of the descents every week, the same ones. And you're, you know, going flat out. I have trouble actually viewing the road <laughs> from that tuck position. And it's dangerous in that sense. What am I going to do? Look down. I'm not going to be in the tuck. So I'm like, Oh, let's try the super tuck, which actually get down in there and, uh, snug in there a little bit. And, uh, to me, it seemed actually a little bit more safe in that respect. Now, our good friend Kurt Mills has broken the top tube of his uh, BMC. I've got it hanging up right over there. Uh, that uh, from his his big heavy um, undercarriage, I don't know which part of that undercarriage broke the frame. So I get that. Okay. Uh, then there's just the fact of like you're down in that position, getting up and back. Maybe you're gonna catch your buttocks on the seat. Maybe they say that you can't descend is safely in that position. Are we seeing though in the pro peloton, while we're seeing these people do it, are we seeing in the pro peloton massive pileups due to the super tech? I don't know that we've seen any, and you know, we've seen some of these guys, these riders, this, you know, Joubert's one a few years ago. I know Mark Hershey, they've had you know, falls and, and look at the amazing descending they're doing and then they, they crash out. Uh, that happens. I mean, some of the descents these guys take in good and bad weather, are harrowing as it is. Uh, are we outlying, outlying that kind of just riding in general in packs? I mean, we have stage races and, and everything else here, you know, well, we used to do racing in the, in the US. And when we did, we have precarious uh, road surfaces sometimes. You know, they'll send us out on gravel. They'll send us down, you know, steep hills, uh, tight corners, all these kind of things. So are we outlawing just that? You know, maybe we're getting into a society now. I know this is a taboo subject where everyone can't be hurt. So look, there's dangers admitted everywhere. Are the juniors themselves going to, so let's talk about this. UCI looks to stamp out appointment of safety managers, incident monitoring and risk assessment first and long list of changes. Okay, UCI announced on Thursday, the Pro Cycling Council approved a wide range of measures to improve rider safety, an initiative that gained steam after the horrific crash of Fabio Jakobsen in the 2020 Tour of Poland. The measures were approved during a virtual meeting at UCI Management Committee February 2 and 3, the first to apply the World Tour and UCI Women's World Tour events, then be able to be applied progressively to all events in the UCI road calendar. Changes will target race organizers, convoy drivers, helicopter pilots, as well as riders themselves. Most notably in the latter category, the UCI Management Committee opted to apply the current rules against the dangerous conduct of riders to the super tech descending position. Okay. The super tuck, I am sorry. It's just, if words mean things and dangerous conduct of riders is going to be, I'll go, I'll go down some of these other things. Um, the super tuck where riders hunch down over their chest on the bars and sit on the top tube to gain perceived, but possibly not factual aerodynamic advantages on descents has become so commonplace that the esports platform Zwift incorporated the position in its animation of avatars. Okay. Chris Froome used the super tech. Yeah, we understand that. 2016 tour. Riders are given warnings from the USAC. This is just, I'm sorry. Uh, I think there is a notable advantage to someone that gets in the super tech. The tuck I do is pretty good, but it's not the same. And what I'm actually saying is the super tuck, when you're in that position, your ability to be up and viewing the road is actually a better one than the hunch down that they would be uh, that you would be allowed to do. So I actually don't see that that's um, once again I don't see the that they've pointed out here that there's been dangers in um, actual use of that super tuck 
long-term UCI plans to have better supervision of team equipment, such as disc brakes and bottle cages. An errant bottle was jarred out of a cage during the 2020 Giro, caused Garrett Thomas to crash and sustained a pelvic fracture. Okay, that's totally true. Um, after 2020, uh, in which UCI invested a great deal of successfully ensured to stage into maximum major events despite the COVID-19 pandemic, it will continue to follow the evolution of the situation with all stakeholders and adapt its measures, notably the health protocols to ensure the season 2021 runs as smoothly as possible. All right. So I'll get back to this here. The examples. So there, there was a big issue. They said, hey, look, um, we're really some of the arguments and, and um, opinions there are they're doing this to because, like I said, there's really no they, they pointed out a bottle. They pointed out the Jakobsen wreck. They didn't point out in the article any um, issues with the super tuck causing crashes. Okay, so I, there could be some out there, very well could be, but you know, you could be in any kind of position. You can be sitting on your bike as normal, which, you know, I was just watching last night. They had, uh, Astana has a, a documentary kind of about their last year racing, you know, uh, Jumbo's done that, uh, Movie Stars did the whole Netflix series, but this one was just Astana. It was like 30, 40 minutes and I was about halfway through and I had other things to do. So I'll get back to it, but it's pretty good. And they showed the, uh, the Giro. And there is Miguel Angel Lopez, Superman, in the time trial, going down the main road, pardon me, going down the main road on the time trial. He hits a bump. His arms are missituated on the on the arrow and the regular bar, hits his front wheel sideways. The wheels are turning, and it ejects him right into the uh, barrier. I said to my wife, because I knew it was coming up. They were showing the, the, the famous clip. Before it happened, I said, told her, I said, hey, look at this. And she looked up, and, you know, Oh my God, <laughs> he goes sideways into the, the barriers. Um, those things happen and you can be in a super tuck, you can be on your time trial bike, you can be in just your regular drops and miss a hand and that happens. Does that mean that you are more likely to cause a wreck if you're in the super tuck or not? I don't know. So then the, the thing that they've said is this is an example. We are setting an example because the dangers posed um, to the general public out there racing by watching what the pros do are going to, it's going to disseminate down. You're already seeing this. It's it's happening everywhere. Everyone's doing the super tuck. Some overweight 200 pound guy is putting his big beer gut on the top tube and it's dangerous. Okay, granted, that could be the case. So why don't we go through some um, examples of what happens in the world tour that maybe you shouldn't have in, in real life, just riding your bike in a community, right? I mean, there's extreme weight loss. Some of these guys have the way that they're, they're working. You know, Mike Creed has talked about this, where it's really an issue of trying to get as low and as lean as you can. And you're basically living like a, a teenage girl with a boy, but we'll say girl at this point, or whatever you identify yourself as, that has a body complex and has an eating disorder. And yet you, and when, you're, when you're talking with your bunch of cycling, it's, it's like manly, to, oh, I'm hungry or... You know, so there's some body conscious issues that go into professional cycling. Is that an example that you should, you know, have to the to the younger? No, but it's professional. You know, maybe it goes all the way back to um, uh, Charles Barkley, where he's like, "Don't emulate me. I'm just a stupid athlete." So, or John Cruck, "Hey, lady, I'm <laughs> I'm a baseball player. I'm not an athlete." Um, drug use. You look at all the videos back in the 1990s and 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 you know through the 2000s. Um, the, the racing then was amazing and these guys are all taking stuff. Um, what did the UCI do? I mean, you know, they try to crack down, but I mean, these are things that the, the drug use and the influence on the younger class um, was bad. Closed roads. 
They, these guys ride on, they ride through stop signs all the time. They ride through stop lights. They ride on the wrong side of the road. They go through roundabouts both ways. Um, they're holding onto the cars. They hold onto cars like when they're getting the medical check. Uh, cars are drafting them up. They're behind those. There are so many pushing riders, running them into barriers. We see this, you know, Jakobsen, that happened. Yes, that's illegal. Uh, but you see riders pushing each other. Um, you see, you know, incidents with fans. There's so much. This is a professional sport. Um, and I know we like to emulate that. But you are not going to stamp out. You know, just because you make it illegal, you think that I'm not going to do it on my group ride? Huh? Illegality does not create morality. So we'll, we'll get into that. But anyway, I think the Super Tuck... Um, I'm, I feel sad about it because the UCI has so many other things that they could be doing this whole time. They always do it react. Oh, so, you know, look in their defense, they always do things that the reactionary, they start to do things for, um, you know, the tour of Poland, that wreck. So now they're going to do barriers, you know, something happens and then they react to it. So here they are taking, you know, they're, they're taking me directly on there's But Tyler, you're complaining about this. You haven't quoted any. You know, you're saying that there's no wrecks to be had, but there's going to be, Tyler, and therefore we are being proactive. Could be. I just don't see that. I think if you've been using this for quite some time, that you would see more problems with it. And, and one of the biggest benefits you usually have about descending in this sense is if you're in the super tuck and you're really trying to do that, you're typically a solo rider out there doing that. So you're not going to cause an issue other than to yourself. So now, do you have agency? Do you have the ability to ride? And at what point are they going to start saying, um, regulating how fast you can descend? I don't know. I, I think at UCI, in this case, uh, sock length, you know, there's some other things here, even even bike uh, weight, uh, some issues that I'm not super fond of, but, you know, they continue to do. And, you know, the, the super tuck, I'm just getting into it. Why, why, why you take it away from me now? Okay, the Australians, <clears throat> they're getting into their national championships which is what they have at this time of year <clears throat> they have their crits they have their road race and you know i don't know if you've seen this this is chris sent me a text last night about um he said the australians are now having their their known evan pole which is a plap kid was off in a um he caught up to richie port on the famous Wollonga climb um, he did well in that race and then he he was off in the break for the road championship. I think he won their time trial championships as well. So good for him. Um, but last we had <clears throat> the road race, Caden Groves, she wins the elite men's, or he, sorry, wins the men's elite uh, criterium championship. Um, we had, who won the road race? I'm sorry, my, my internet's going a little slower. Cameron Meyer wins the men's road race. Plapp was out front for quite a while on that. And uh, he was ended up being uh, brought back. So at I, I think you're going to see some some pretty cool and exciting things from that guy in, in a few years and weeks to come. Probably years. He's pretty young. As long as they don't burn out. You know, that's a problem we see with some of this with, uh, as it was indicated with Tom Dumoulin, you get a little burnout with some of these. Maybe you're coming in too young. I don't know if that's an issue with some of the younger riders. They're coming in so um, so fit in exceptional right away that um you know if they don't really have some guidance with this maybe they're gonna end up burning out sir roy she i think won the women's road race title so we've got this so at least the 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 aussies are putting on some road racing they're putting on some uh championships and they are getting to some new jerseys so um it'll be cameron meyer good for you he rides for the bike exchange 
We're going to cut this thing fairly short today. I thought I'd read this since Kurt's not responding. <clears throat> so this was a tweet, and it um, maybe we will show. Okay, so I'll replace this. We'll pretend that this is uh, Kurt talking. This is his dog, Doug. He's got laser eyes. And uh, fun fact, this is from Tom Hardy. Um, I don't know who that is, but uh, sent to me by Kurt Mills. Fun fact. Super Bowl edition, Ron Gronk, Gronkowski plays sports ball for one of the big sports ball teams. He is the grandson of Ignatius Gronkowski, March 27, 1897 through September 1981, who was an American professional cyclist who represented the United States at the 1924 Summer Olympics in Paris. He held five world records from the half, three-quarter, 1.5, and two-mile distances. His great-grandsons, multiple, include former NFL players Dan, Chris, Rob, and Glenn. In 2020, Rob came out of retirement to join Tom Brady via trade to play for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Gronk, quotes, is also a derisive term for a turkey or disheveled cycling newbie. I personally had never heard of that. Uh, I always thought they were called Freds or Kurtz, but that's what we have. So there's your Super Bowl stat of the day. Who's going to win? We got Tom Brady, got Mahomes, Kansas City, Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, what was it, 02, 03, when they were back in there against the uh, lowly uh, Oakland slash LA slash Oakland slash Las Vegas Raiders and um, handed them nicely because their coach, Callahan, did not know that he should change the playbook from the previous year when that coach was now the head coach of Tampa Bay. So um, we'll see who who goes today. You know, I mean, look, Tom Brady, I'm not a fan of him, but when you have a guy that's his age and has been in so many Super Bowls and then he gets uh, he decides to change teams when you're like, oh, well, it's the Patriots. They're just the dominant team. And then he goes over to them and they make the Super Bowl. Something, something to be said. Um, similar to what if... Israel Startup Nation starts to <laughs> destroy everyone. Is it going to be uh, Chris Froome? You start to say, hey, maybe Chris Froome is the key linchpin in all this. I don't know. But um, that's what we have for that. So how about the Rider of the Week? I'm going to give it to Ghana. <clears throat> um, very impressive. And by the way, uh, we're going to do some, some things next time. I've got some issues that I want to walk through with the women's cycling calendar. Um, I know uh, President Biden had also indicated where I think, and I want to see how this indicates uh, for, for cycling, but um, something where men who identify as women can now race or compete against them. You know, my stance, I'm, I'm pro-woman, so there I'm also pro-men not being uh, able to beat down on women. Just to say, if you have a disagreement on that and you'd like to talk to me about it, I'd be glad to. Um, as I <laughs> indicated before, you have Bruce Jenner, been one of the best men. Matter of fact, decathlon uh, Olympic champion, been one of the best men competing out there, athletes. He decides to be a woman. And within a year of being a woman, he's declared as woman of the year. He is a better woman after being a woman for only a year than all you women. Does that, does that seem right? It doesn't seem right to me. And it probably shouldn't seem right to you. Anyway, Between Two Wheels podcast. Folks, we are at the end of it. Hope everyone enjoyed their week. We had some finally some nice weather this weekend. I'm doing this early in the day. 
Got the sunshine out. I'm gonna go help my wife around the house, watch some sports ball, and uh, hopefully we'll, we'll be able to get on the bike a little bit too. Uh, racing, I know some guys went down to Florida. I think uh, Tyler Pierce, vegan cyclist. I think Mark Tucker went down there. So we'll have to check in with them and see how things went for them. I, I'm imagining that they, uh, they killed it. I think Mark Tucker, I saw where he was, I wanna say top, top six or so. Guy can, guy can ride his bike pretty well. Um, okay, next week, I'm still looking to get some more interviews in the hat, in the, in the queue. One guy, he said, hey, I'll check back with you next week. We're looking to have it planned up. He hasn't checked back with me. All right, everybody, take care. Remember, subscribe, YouTube, beat that 300 person. Take care.